Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gold just making a weird face. One o'clock hour. Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz with you. Cody's currently pricing Feeling out good. deep fryers and yeah, I am. bags of chips. Uh-huh. Those are both accurate. That's not even I, Cody. radio I, fire. I did, get Cody. A, I did get a DM from a local brewery that said they would be more than happy to work with us on a potential menu item, beer, or seltzer. So that's one. One out of five. Mm-hmm. Just make that deal now. Okay, and by the way, I just want to let it be known. That was my idea. Cody, you had... You've been stewing on this for four hours. I came up with an idea to make a beer, and Excuse it immediately me? gets picked up by a brewery. <laughs> I will not accept any of that. Really? First, my name's already been on a beer at a brewery. Oh, oh here so, we go. Okay. You don't what get to claim that. This is the same thing. What about it? He's no gold. Don't shake your head. He's trying to steal my idea. No, are, are you kidding me? <laughs> and honestly, get the dump button ready because that I I feel like cursing at you. You don't get to just be like you said one of the many products we could have put this on after knocking down my idea and be like, oh my idea. I said beer. I did. If a condom place hits us up, Gold doesn't get to claim that one either. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. It was his idea. You guys mocked the idea that we should get our name on five things. Okay, so let's get this. Let's just co- gold. Go ahead and get this uh, ingrained in your memory now. <laughs> if any of us come up with any ideas, they're all Cody's idea yes. because he had an yes. idea to have an idea yes. one time. exactly. Yes. So now he gets to claim all ideas that we come up with. Oh, I had an man. idea what I was looking for was help. Like, hey, what are some things we could get our name on? Oh, and then you said, you're goodness. an idiot. We can't get our name on anything. You suck. You're a jerk. And I mm. said, no, I think companies would want to work with us. And you said, no one would. You suck. Mm. And then a company said they want to work with us. And mm. now it's your idea mm. because it's working. Is that how I'm to take no, it? No, you had a branding. You Your big idea was that you wanted vending to brand machine. the show. You wanted a vending machine. You came up with vending machine. You came up with chips. You came up with coffee. Two of those three ideas we told you were untenable. Then we presented alternative ideas for which now you want to claim ownership over. You? That is, no, 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 no. That's no, not no, no. how this went at all. That's exactly how it went, Cody. That's exactly how it went. I, was I came up with a beer idea. Gold okay. came up with the condom idea. Both of those are, are taking off. Actually, the text line came up with a beer idea, as I've already stated that Cinderblock had it. So I guess, if anything, give them credit, not you. So you, okay, so okay, so now we're getting to the crux of it. You just want to make sure we don't get any credit. That's what it sounds like is the case for me. You want to make sure I get zero oh, credit. Way, oh, I got I do have to step, this, now this is just sounding very, this whole thing is very ridiculous back and forth. And, <laughs> it was ridiculous before, just to be clear. Chi- <laughs> just freaking child's children. Arguing. Childs. 
Childs. Okay, but like, but Childs. honestly, but children but arguing. Honestly, though, in all seriousness, I'm willing to share credit, but you don't seem to want See, that. Okay, he had to get the comment in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the eight one six, sour cream and onion is a top five flavor. Uh, no, it's what not. are the top five um, chip flavors? No, we'll get to that a little bit later. We do. Uh, let's talk a little. Are you sure? We, yeah, we've. Yeah. Okay, that'll be a random question tomorrow. We <laughs> top can get five to chip that flavors. By the way, What's a, trending, a couple. Maybe? A couple things. Uh, coming up in about 15 minutes, you will have uh, your chance to win a playoff prize pack from our friends over at Rally House. Next couple days, two each day, you'll have a chance to, to win. And then uh, don't forget on Friday, uh, we'll, of course, be out at Rally House with MJ Melendez and Michael Massey, 10 to 2, and they'll join us uh, in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, there is one uh, stat that's out that stands out for the Chiefs and Jags on Saturday. It just has to do with Doug Peterson as an underdog in particular. He finds ways to win when he's an underdog. Jacksonville is eight and five outright as an underdog this season. Doug Peterson in his career, five and one outright and six and oh against the spread as a playoff underdog. The Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites. We know they beat them by 10 in week 10. That's the playoffs winning by nine points in the postseason is not a very easy thing to do by any means. But look, the coaching discrepancy in this game is not as vast as it has been in other matchups. But the talent gap is still I think quite a bit between the chiefs and the Jags. I know, but Doug Peterson's walked into a lot of play games with less talent. You know, like, I don't know last week, right? We both agree there, but who well, was, there the, was, who was the more again, talented that, team between the two? Right. But what was different in that game? The, like it, there Doug was a coach who doesn't have the yeah. coaching edge this weekend. But I mean, um, the fact that he's been Brandon in Staley is obviously a completely different conversation. Yeah, You're not wrong, but he's been in this, he's been in this situation six times. Now I didn't pull up every single coach he was up against for all six of those matchups. We do happen to know that one was Bill Belichick and he beat him. So the pretty big game too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happened to be yeah. a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. This is a quick aside. He has been the underdog. He has had other really good coaches against him. It has not stopped him from winning games. Doug Peterson has a knack for winning games that he shouldn't be able to win. That's the point. I think that this stat really stands out to me is, we should fear the fact that Doug Peterson seems to find a way. And I think a lot of it is, I think Doug Peterson's uh, two biggest strengths as an NFL head coach are one, I just think that like the players really do seem to get behind him and get behind him very quickly. They support a lot of, you know, and that's, that's easier said than done in a lot of cases. And I think he is one of the most creative play car- callers in the entire NFL. Like Kyle Shannon might be one of the greatest schemers in the entire NFL, but we're talking like creativity doing something that other people aren't doing, showing someone a look they've never seen, showing a a skill set they've never seen before. Doug Peterson is as good as just about anyone else in the NFL at that. And I think that's why he's good at upsetting teams in these situations. That's why he's good at making these teams close. That's why I don't think the Chiefs are going to cover against Jacksonville this weekend, even though I think they're going to win the game. I think Peterson makes these things close. I I mean, he is just one of the better coaches in the league. I mean, the minute, let's not forget, the minute they went from Urban Meyer... To Doug Peterson, it was the biggest upgrade that we've seen in a very long time, if not ever, when it comes to an NFL team one year over the next in terms of their hire. Right, there's been bigger names maybe, but when you had Urban Meyer, who's going to go down as one of the worst NFL coaches in history. Maybe the worst. Right? Yeah. And you go to Doug Peterson, who's already won a ring, and now uh, has taken them where they're at, winning the division. But even when he got hired, everybody started, like, I don't know if everybody thought they'd be in the divisional round in the postseason. No. But the Jags got a lot of preseason hype for, like, oh, Trevor Lawrence now has a real coach. He's got a great offensive mind. Uh, they're going to step forward. You know, people thought they would be a seven-win team this year. Nobody thought they'd be 
in the division round of the postseason with a huge upset. The third. It was biggest. a long shot to think that they were yeah. going to be in the division. And I think yeah. there's respect there in that regard. Um, but at the same time, I still think the advantage that they had in the last game, the coaching edge, of course, is not there for for Jacksonville. And, you know, we can we can be critical as we all are at uh, times of Andy Reid's decision making. But it's not it's it's not even close to the type of stuff that uh, the Chargers, of course, were doing that allowed Jacksonville as well to come back in into that game. It's just a matter, yeah. And I, like, I went back to a few of them because we know a couple of the games that obviously they were able to do it and the comebacks that went into it. I I don't know, like the there is a big fear because Jacksonville really does. Like I think as you'd said earlier, they have nothing to lose here. No pressure. Like, I mean, they're like if they lose, no one's going to be like Jacksonville failed. They have already performed higher than they were ever supposed to. They can go into next year and be like, then guess how good we're going to be. Now we're going to win the division again because the division arguably is going to get worse this offseason. Unless you think Bryce Young is just going to burst onto the scene. Like Tennessee looks like they're on the downslope. This year they were still hanging on to like borderline relevancy. They almost made the postseason still. Next year doesn't feel like the year we're going to be predicting them to win the AFC South again. Nobody else in that division looks like they're ready to step up. They've got the best young coach or the best coach or well, maybe the, you know, somewhere a tie between him and Vrabel and the best young quarterback out of the grouping, probably the best quarterback out of the grouping. Oh yeah. They're poised quite a bit to make this difference. The one thing that I can't get past anytime we try to like talk about this game and I don't want to like get into the mode of like, I don't take the Jags seriously. And I think there's a lot of fans that think, Hey, you guys talk way too much about what might happen against Cincinnati or what might happen mm-hmm. against Buffalo. Like, well, I got to be honest. I think the Jags are a little bit worse in every single category than the Chiefs. But they're not miserably bad at anything they do. And that's the thing that stands out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are not a perfect defensive team, but they're not the worst defensive team. They're not a perfect skill position team, but they're pretty good at it. They're not, you know, like, they are pretty good at just about everything they do. They don't have one glaring, oh my God, this team is horrid at this thing kind of weakness. That's what makes them scary in an upset situation against Kansas City, even at home at Arrowhead. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I go back to that. It's also after a bye week for Andy Reid. We know the track record there. And it's the postseason. I know someone might immediately point to, well, we were saying some of the same things about the Colts game, and look what happened in week three and all that. It's the playoffs. like it's a, In terms of going through the motions, not taking a team seriously, that, that, that stuff you don't worry about in the postseason. You know, if you want to tell me that the Chiefs are going to have three turnovers and the special teams is going to be a disaster, well, yeah, then they can lose to anybody if that happens, right? Uh, but if you're just talking to me like the Chiefs play truly like their game and limit their mistakes and just have, even if they had one turnover, Cody, they can overcome that, I would argue, because they are a better football team. What can't happen is what happened in Week 10 where the Chiefs had three turnovers, they weren't ready for an onside kick. Yeah, that, that's the formula to get, to get knocked out in the postseason. I don't care who you're playing. So yeah, that can't repeat itself. Um, I don't believe it will either, but that that's the one, that's the kind of stuff that I still think would have to happen, Cody, for the Chiefs to lose on Saturday to Trevor Lawrence. Because it's always like the, because I know that one of the national talking points probably on the shows on Sunday will be, you know, does Peterson know Andy yeah. Andy does well against disciples though, coaches. man. Most he great coaches well. do. Yeah. Bill Belichick does really good against his coaches because like, yeah, you might know what I do, but I taught you all this. What, you think I don't know what your plan is? I'm the person who showed you how any of this even works. And I think that that's the part. Jacksonville just played last week. I mean, I think there is, there's an obvious rest example, but the Chiefs have 
everybody has film on everybody, but the Chiefs just saw you in a playoff game where you trailed, so you the kitchen sink was wide open in in, in that game for the Jags. They had to. They were down twenty seven nothing. Like every, they had to use the fourth and one call. Like that was a great call. I'm not saying they can never use it again, but like that's on film now. Like you know, there's sure. advantages that they had it. They had to go and do everything, but were, their season was on the line last week. The Chiefs were sitting at home and, re- and relaxing. They were watching it like everybody else. Those games still, the amount of stress that they induced for probably Bills and Cincy fans, just like you know what, just good. It was just a good strong reminder that even if we tried to make not as big of a deal about the buy, nope, it's a huge deal. Just being able to not worry about even the thought of losing a game because teams will and can get upset. Although after all that, like, and there were a lot of good games. Eh, what was there? One upset? It was one of the smallest the spreads of the weekend. Teams. It was one of the smallest spreads of the weekend. Yeah, we had great games, but everybody held form, you know, for the most part. I know the Cowboys uh, were Top the higher four seed, seeds but in the, the, the Cowboys were favorites over the Bucs. Yes, the Cowboys were the five seed, but they were still the favorite to win that game against the Bucs. Yeah, and the top four seeds all advanced in the AFC, and the Chargers and Jags was pretty much a pick em. Were the Jags a favorite in that game, or the Chargers, Chargers were, were two, like, two and a half favorite? Yeah, the, the, yeah basically, yep. yep. So, I mean, one of the lowest, because the and the Giants were only a three and a half point dog to Minnesota, even though that they were definitively the worst seed of the grouping because, well, everybody knew, correctly so, by the way, that the Vikings were going to have issues, although their issues were on defense. They scored plenty. <laughs> they had a nearly... That defense we didn't talk so a lot about the game all year, man, for the Vikings. Oh, I mean, all, pitiful. I mean, heck, when they played the Giants a couple weeks ago, Daniel Jones put up over 350 yards passing. It wasn't, wasn't this mystery uh, all of a sudden where the defense just fell apart. That was the Vikings' defense all year. They could not stop anybody. They were one of the worst defenses in football all year. That's why it was amazing that they... I mean, honestly, as much as people will dog the Vikings, uh, it was actually pretty incredible the job Kevin O'Connell did in year one, considering it was his first year coaching and that team found ways to win all these one-score games. Like, normally, if you're a bad coach, you don't win the one-score games. You, you screw up enough that you don't – they found ways to win them. Now, it came back to bite them, of course, in the postseason. They're one and done, and uh, we'll see what the Vikings are next year. But I think uh, we had Nate Taylor, you know, in studio, and I think his point about Kadarius Tony wrote an article on Kadarius Tony as well. It's – it's that he's that much more important now that we know once again that I know I haven't officially ruled him out, but McCall didn't practice again today. Did not practice, yeah, again today. And they said they're kind of pulling the reins back, if you will, at this point on on McCall Hardman. So you don't have him available this weekend, we all assume. Kadarius Tony fits a lot of the same stuff that they like to do with McCall Hardman and some. Kadarius Tony's health suddenly becomes really vital for this offense. And keeping him healthy. He's got 14 catches for this. I team. understand. Well, but look, he also hasn't played in them. How many games has he played in? He got hurt in a couple. Uh, he got hurt in one of them. I mean, three. So 14 catches in three games is not that great. Like for a guy that's the fourth See, receiver. It's more than that, but, uh, but I, yeah, I get your point though about how it's not, not like yeah, nobody's saying he's blowing it up. According to this, he played in seven, but the first game in Kansas city, I mean, that game, it's more like six, probably full games. Okay. Like, I, I mean, and still there's like a limited number of snap percentages because he was coming off of injury in two of those situations, which probably also matters a little bit. And I, I think he's the wild card for this postseason. You know, normally you would have said Jarek McKinnon, but he's been so good that there's no wild card about him. He, no, you're he, counting. He, he, I'm he, counting. He, counting yeah, on he, him. He's a legit weapon that you expect. Kadarius Tony's like, the, if you were to ask me, like, who's the one player nobody's talking about? Like, that, you know, Kadarius Tony's the one guy. If you all of a sudden we fast forward, the Chiefs make a run to the Super Bowl and win it. It would not stun me if we said, man, Kadarius Tony, he ended up with three touchdowns in the postseason, man. How fortunate were they? They got that trade. I think I need a half of McCole Hardman. That sounds like very low bar, but the thing is, McCole did two things great. He was great in the speed game, option game, near the line of scrimmage to give them a different look, and he was great in the red zone. Well, the red zone stuff's covered. 
They were the number one red zone scoring offense all year, even without McCole Hardman, mostly because they just kept giving it to Jarek McKinnon. So cool. We're good there. And Travis Kelsey got more. All right, fine. That part of McCole Hardman's job is done. I don't need that part covered. I just need someone fast near the line of scrimmage. Because if I were going to pick on anything on the Chiefs team, that is the one thing that they don't have a definitive advantage on over some other teams in the postseason. They are not going to be in some of these matchups the fastest offense on the field. They're just not because they don't have the Tyreek Hill speed. They don't have the McCall Hardman speed. That guy counts towards it. Right now, their fastest player, the most athletic player in offense is Kadarius Toney. And they like to, and what's weird is instead they've gone the opposite direction. They keep screwing people up by running three tight end sets and then running deep plays off of that. And, and while MVS is one of the fastest players on most NFL fields, he, he plays like a track star. Like, and I, that can be a good thing, but he also, he doesn't do some of the other things you want fat. Like he doesn't seem like he fits in the McCoy Hardman role. He's the run down deep guy, but not jump up and get it guy. So like his skill set in the speed department still feels limited. Tony's feels limitless in a way, his ability to be speed. Cause wonder, we saw him get jump balls against Jacksonville on the sideline. I still think if we're just talking like on the jet sweep and that jet sweep, that's something to me where sky Moore uh, randomly can get a snap or two here and there doing that in the postseason. I look McCall Hardman, uh, had prior to the injury was playing really well. Um, but I also think with what he typically does in this offense, it's not like it's irreplaceable. And now that you have Tony and you still have Sky Moore on the roster, if, if all of a sudden Tony wasn't available for a game and you didn't have McCole, then you start to get a little worried about having that threat and element. Well, then of the I offense. feel like I'm relying too much on Justin Watson and I don't sure. want to live that life. Yeah. He's going to get a postseason touchdown, by the way, just so you know, Justin that's a lock. Watson. Yeah. It's a double lock. or nothing. Double or nothing. I paid off yeah, the bet. Yeah. There's nothing to double. You, well, you can pay it off again. No, he already and be Santa again ne- to pre-agree to be no, Santa, to be next Santa year? on like St. Patrick's Day. No, it says Mr. Nutcracker over here that needs to wear the costume. What about if if uh, if you double down and you go against Justin Watson again and you lose, you have to dress up like a leprechaun <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day? God, that sounds terrible. Everyone is going to want to talk to you. Do I, I mean, have to go out? Or just, like, be a leprechaun here? Well, that will be the weekend, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, so maybe we'll be maybe we'll just be somewhere. An example. Just for this weekend, just for this weekend's game, Justin Watson is 7-1 to one to get a touchdown. He has two in the year. Well, it's playoffs, man. So terrible odds. Bad, Do not bet odds. that. So, okay, no, I agree. I mean, green top you. hat, orange beard. Sky Moore and him both have the same 7-1 Suspenders, to Suspenders, black boots with the curly toes. Maybe, that, maybe that's more Oompa Loompa, but mm-hmm. I think they're in the same family. God, I don't. I mean, I feel like I take that bet because I feel like yeah, I, don't I, like my, I, I got the better odds of him yeah. not because he could knock out this week and then I'm, yeah. I'm solved. Yeah, I would, need, I, would next need, week. I would need more for me to do that one. You Wait, you won't take an even money bet with me? No. It's for friends, for a show. Come it's on, for money. Like, Gold has established that he is not yeah. going to take discount, like hometown discounts on But he asks here. for them sometimes. No, he doesn't. He was asking Barbara for worse odds on something the other day. No, him and I made a straight up bet. I give him the odds. He he had the Bucks plus two and a half. I took the Cowboys two and a half. And guess what? He's paying up on his bet uh, tomorrow. Whenever he's on with Carrington, he's got he's bringing me a gift card. I appreciate that. Gold knows that he asks for better odds sometimes. He's also trying to work the angles. He's just also never willing to give them up. Seems smart to me. <laughs> but then we get stuck in a stalemate on this show. Well, then the bet doesn't happen, man. I make Barbara and I were able to come to terms on a bet. 
Have we agreed to have a, a menu item named from us from this brewery yet? Well, we got. I want to have actually a real conversation with them at some point. In time. I like that the first two texts back were, "Why does Cody yell so much?" And then the second one said, "I thought we agreed before the break that this conversation had gone on too we long." We did actually. We did, and we then did. two of us decided that you know what, we're good for a couple more minutes on it. <laughs> two of the three. And that's the thing about this show is if you just get two people on board with something, usually that's enough to derail mm-hmm. whatever you had planned. Mm-hmm. Is that a good or a bad thing? And if it's Cody, you really only need one person. If I'm derailed, yeah. then I just drive this. You'll kind of just take over. Right off a cliff? I, I mean that as a compliment. It, it didn't, I'll be honest, it didn't sound like a compliment. But he said it was cold, so maybe I'll just take it that way. Do you think Justin Watson's getting a touchdown? I kind of do. You're I not said, getting yeah. good odds on that, no, so that's betting. a bad bet. Yeah, it's but. not a, it's not good odds for it, but I do feel like he'll get a touchdown. Yeah, just kind of people are betting that if he's seven to one, it's not a it's not a good number. I'm with you. It's Who can I get like it. fourteen or fifteen to one for the Chiefs? Because there's any not, of those are better. There's not a ton of players on that are listed for that right now. I mean, because if you, I think also in this game the total is fifty two and a half, so the expectation is there's gonna be some points scored, multiple touchdowns scored. The, uh, the the longest shot is what you're asking for, Michael Burton. I mean, he's 20, okay, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> Twenty-two to one. Um, Sky Moore seven to one. Justin Watson seven to one. Blake Bell plus six fifty. Noah Gray plus six fifty. You'd be Ron- much better betting Noah Gray plus six fifty than Sky Moore or Justin Watson seven to one. Probably. You've been more involved Jones, in the offense. The worst one, Ronald Jones plus five fifty. That's a terrible one. That's terrible. Boy, I tell you what, whatever site you're on does not that's, want you to bet any time touchdowns for the Chiefs this week because they're all bad bets. That one's coming from FanDuel. I don't like any of those. Kadarius Tony's two to one. This is anytime touchdown, not first touchdown, anytime touchdown. That's it? Just two to one? Travis Kelsey must be minus a thousand on this. Minus one forty five. Jarek McKinnon, minus one twenty. I'm not sure you're not better off paying the juice on Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown than you are. Remember, Kelsey hasn't had a touchdown in what, five weeks? Yeah, that's fair. So is he due or is he done? That's that's my guess His is case he's due. due. <laughs> yeah. My guess is he's due. Yeah, his last touchdown came in week thirteen. December 4th. It's been a month and a half since he had a touchdown, which is nuts to think about a guy that had obviously such a great year and ended up with 12 touchdowns. 12 touchdowns. Haven't had one since week 13. NFL's weird, man. He got four in one game and then it took him to week. He'll end up with like six in the postseason. How many did he need Nick in order to end up second all time? I think he said three. Yeah. I think he needs three touchdowns. He'll get that to get a pad of Gronk or something like that is what Nick was talking about. We can make a bet. You get Um, one Justin Watson touchdown and I get, or Travis Kelsey gets three. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Uh, If you want a chance at that playoff prize pack from our friends at rally house, be the 15th caller to nine, one, three, five, eight, six, seven, six, 10 up next. We'll get to what's trending and back into something. We always ask for the chiefs to be and they're in right now. This is Cody and gold brought to you by Gan asphalt and concrete for asphalt, concrete and parking lot maintenance, Gan asphalt and concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot trusted in Kansas city since 1994 online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider Vinny Pasquantino this football season with Cody and gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets first Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, K-State with the big win last night in overtime over the Kansas Jayhawks. Missouri in action tonight. Take it on number 25, Arkansas. Uh, look, last night's game was awesome to watch. I think we all agree with that. And Jerome Tang has this K-State basketball program in an incredible spot. He's only been on the job for, what is it, eight months, nine months? They hired him, essentially, they met with him after the Big 12 tournament. When Bruce Weber lost in the Big 12 tournament, they were meeting uh, with Jerome Tang, the assistant coach for Baylor. They turn around and hire him pretty quickly. So that was, what, March 15th or something? And look where he's at, It's you know, 10 months later, I guess, at this point. And he's got that team about to be in the top 10 after this weekend. Just as long as they beat Texas Tech at home, which, as we know, nothing in the Big 12 is. But although, I don't know, they might still be there. They were 13th. If you split, but the wins against Kansas, probably probably hover enough, around yeah. that same mark. Kansas, interestingly enough, if there was any chance they were going to lose the league, they were obviously going to need to lose to Kansas State last night, which they did. Their next six games... Five are against ranked opponents because they're all in the Big 12, including TCU, Baylor, Kansas State again, and Iowa State. And the break game, I guess, if you want to look at it from that perspective, is Kentucky in Lexington. Right, right. So their schedule is getting ready to be brutal from that perspective, similar to what Missouri is going through right now, who will take on Arkansas, as you mentioned. Yeah, the tonight. Big 12, I mean, that's, I would argue, like, that's everybody's schedule in the Big 12, though, at this point. Like, yeah, it is. The Big 12 is so damn good. Like, that's, that's just how, that's the schedule in the Big 12 because everybody, there's not just three good teams. Yeah, it, it caused a problem. Next up on what training, the Chiefs have their upcoming game on Saturday. McCole Hardman sure looks like he'll be out. They haven't ruled him out yet, but a non-participant in practice again today. Just so you know, the way it typically works with Andy, if you don't practice on Thursday, you're at super risk. Friday, no chance. And that's essentially what we're doing by pushing this up a day. 
because the Chiefs play on Saturday, this is essentially the Thursday for them. He didn't practice. That means he's not going to practice tomorrow. That means McCall Hardman's not going to play. So the real question is, is there any time left in this season for him to actually play? They activated him, and they didn't call it a setback this time. But by saying it, it's not responding the way it is. It's the same as a setback as far as I'm concerned. I have a real concern McCall Hardman will not play the rest of this year. Definitely is uh, definitely a real possibility. Next up on What's Trending, Daniel Hackett meeting with the Jets today about their offensive coordinator job. Yes, that's Nathaniel Hackett, who got fired after a pitiful season uh, with the Broncos. Didn't even make it a full season. He was a very good offensive coordinator, and nobody's surprised that at some point he'll get an OC gig. But, man, that's a tough sell, especially in New York. Yeah. Uh, that's an interview. It's not hiring him, but it's a really tough sell to the Jets fan base. Uh, who thinks they have a team good enough uh, if they can find, you know, a Derek Carr or somebody to, to help them next season. But Daniel Hackett uh, going to be an offense coordinator somewhere next year. Next up on Watch Training, the Royals and Twins apparently had some off-season conversations about trades. And Michael A. Taylor, according to reports from Dan Hayes over at The Athletic, according to that, they were asking for their prospect, Josh Winder, in return which the Minnesota Twins thought was too high an asking price. And by the way, he's not even a prospect. Winder pitched for him last year. He's 26 years old, pitched in E, what is it? He was a reliever last year for them, pitched in a number of games, had a pretty high ERA at 418, but not bad for a reliever. They thought that that was too high an asking price for Michael A. Taylor. Though a little bit of proof that maybe if you're saying, what are the Royals seeking in trades for Major League Ready players? It appears Major League Ready players back in return. Now, J.J. Bacolo has made it pretty clear on both this show and, I think, publicly, they don't like to just give away players. But at some point, Michael A. Taylor has no future with your team. You have got to look for a trade that makes sense for you. I thought that time was the middle of last year, but I get the difficulty. Same thing applies, though, this year, right? I mean, if they're not able to do something before the season, maybe it's a spring training trade. If it's not, we'll be talking about him around this trade deadline again. You know, if, No matter if, what, if, if, automatically. You know, unless he's hurt, right? Other than that, he's he's in play for that. Problem is, last year, he look, was pretty much at the peak of his trade value, wasn't he? He was, he was having his best he, season to date. He was, but like, if you're the Royals, too, you want to, I mean, part of it is you want to get another look at a couple other guys in the outfield. Like, find out what do you really yeah. have in, in multiple players, whether it's the Drew Waters as the world or whoever. That That's also part of the goal this season as well. You just want to make sure you got value. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't want you to just give players away either, but at some point, Michael A. Taylor only has so much time left in his contract with you, and he is not a factor into your long-term plans right now. That seems fairly obvious. Thinking of the Royals, don't forget Friday will be out at Rally House in Overland Park, the Oak Park location right around 95th in Quivira. From 10 to 2, it's a red Friday getting set for the postseason, and Michael Massey and MJ Melinda is going to be joining us from Rally House. They're hosting the show from the 1 o'clock hour. Commercial free with us. going to be a ton of fun. I promise we will not try any branding idea pitches with them. At least I'll promise that. Uh, during the not. one o'clock hour, we'll see. Do they own any brands? I'm sure they have some partnerships already. Maybe they could help us with those partnerships. Yeah, I'm sure. That they already I'm have. I'm sure. I'm sure that'll happen. Why wouldn't they want to? We're nice people. There's nothing to do with being nice. Nothing to do with that. That's what's trending here on, on Cody and Gold. I think being nice should help you in life. Oh, it can, but it's not. It's not a guarantee of what you're seeking. You know what they say about nice guys. About where they finish. Not it's, first. It's not first, man. <laughs> it is not first. So, Nick, so you're saying you I should be a bigger jerk? Nick, where did you finish in the hot dog race? Where did you finish? First. Number one, okay. baby. <laughs> Gold medal. Cody, where did you finish? Second. 
Oh, you should have said last. I think it was technically last. And you know what? Uh, when it was I not technically when last because one person was disqualified. But you, you, you crossed across. Nobody, qu- nobody disqualified him other than you, though. No, no. Everybody yeah, disqualified him for cheating. See, he Did keeps the Royals officially that. put out the standings no. and disqualify him? <laughs> they don't no. do that. Well, they, so I don't think there was no. any disqualification. Uh, you know, when I was sitting there in the winner's circle and everyone's throwing roses at my feet. No, that happened. You know, one thing I didn't <laughs> think about was, man, all that, all that hard work of being nice finally paying off. <laughs> You know, some people find it easier to just go through life being a jerk to everyone, Nick. But some of us, you know, we have souls, feelings. You know, we want to make sure we take care of those around us. Huh. Not you, just people. I take care of people. Do you? I'm nice to people. Oh, okay. That's news to me. Wow. Whoa. I'm nicer than you. I don't agree, and I don't think that other people would either. I think whopper, even- <laughs> whopper, 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 junior double, triple. So there was a stat uh, that we benchmarked. <laughs> That's the official transition music of Cody Yeah, it really is now. Uh, so there was a, a kind of a benchmark we always set for the Chiefs over the last couple of years. It's like, hey, you don't have to worry about the offense, but the defense has to be what? It has to be league average. That was like the common thought. Can they beat league average to win a Super Bowl? Like, that's the benchmark. Well, guess what you kind of have this year? A league average defense. Do you actually believe that? Based on what we re- we reset our predictions for the Super Bowl, uh, at least for you and I, Cody, the answer would be yes, because you and I both have them going to the Super Bowl and winning. Nick had the Chargers, if you remember, uh, beating the Chiefs this weekend, uh, and the Chargers are not playing this weekend, as we know. So he didn't believe that the defense was good enough to even beat the Chargers this weekend. No, he didn't, which I didn't that, well, bring that's it up not, this time. That, that's not what you guys are jumping to conclusions. Picking one team to win over another doesn't mean that you don't think that other team is good enough to win. You just don't think they're going to win that game. And I told you the whole time, it wasn't an X's and O's thing. I didn't think the Chiefs were worse than the, the Chargers. Vibes, Super Bowl vibes. Super Bowl vibes. Vibes. What kind of, okay. What, what vibes are you getting against the Jags? You got any good vibes? Yeah, I do have good vibes. I do have good vibes. Yeah, okay. I think I, winning vibes. I winning think we vibes. have to rewrite. I think AFC championship vibes for this team. I think we have to... Nate Taylor said earlier today it would be a massive success if they made it to the AFC Championship. I still think... We'll get into this later. It's Super Bowl or bust at this point. You won 14 games. It wasn't beginning of the season. The number one seed. So, number Nate, one seed so you 14. said you think Nate's wrong. No, yes. I disagree with him. Wow. For all he's done for us? <laughs> Who's nice now? You're not allowed to disagree <laughs> with people? I, I think you have to rewrite what is the bare minimum you can get out of a defense and win a Super Bowl if they don't win it this year. Because this is maybe the, like the weirdest near-perfect example of league average. In points per game, they are exactly league average. They're 16th. In efficiency, they're nearly... The only thing that they are above league average is sacks. The only thing they're below league average is red zone scoring defense. In every other category, they pretty much ride the middle. And if that's what we had been asking for with Mahomes, I don't care that Tyreek Hill's not here. They are the number one offense in the NFL. And then all those same metrics we talked about defensively say the Chiefs are the number one offense in the NFL by a considerable margin outside of points per game in which they have a narrow margin over the next closest team. They are the best offense in football. They have a league average defense. That, to me, is why I think they're winning the Super Bowl. That statistic alone, because I've always thought that that's all they needed to win Super Bowls. With Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, a league average defense is all I ever thought they needed. 
in the years they didn't win it, they were below average. They were like 20th. And, and it's, they might have played better at certain stretches, but they weren't. It's league average, but also what's different with this year? League average, but also they sack. can sack the quarterback. And you know my big question still, as many are, can they sack Joe Burrow if they have to play him? Can they sack Josh Allen if they have to play him? That, to me, is still will be the conversation if the Chiefs are fortunate enough to get to the AFC title game and play one of those two teams. And, of course, it will be one of those two teams. Uh, would, would be that part of it. But in general, league average, but yet they're a top five sack team. That's how you also pair it up and how you make it work for you. Well, I mean, that makes it easier because if I said they were league average, but they were wor- terrible in sacks, but good in the red zone, I'd be like, um, yeah, I am more worried about that than uh, look. I'm worried about the red zone scoring defense. I'm concerned that that they're has still given up what 68% of the time, something like uh, that. They're second worst in the NFL to the Colts. The next closest team out of the playoff teams in that category is the Jags. At 21st, everyone else is top 11. So everyone else at red zone scoring defense is so much better. Now they all have better defenses. But they all have the fourth best offense, the fifth best offense, right? They all have good offenses with good weapons or great weapons in cases. But they're like the fourth best offense. The Chiefs are number one. That's why you can take it. And maybe, maybe this is a tough year because there are so many balanced teams. Think about how many different teams. The Eagles, Bills, Bengals. They all are top. 10 offenses, top 10 defenses. Really, in most of those cases, top seven in both. Like, so they're a little bit better than even I'm giving them credit for right now. Uh, And San Francisco, the same. They're one of the top scoring offenses in the NFL, and they're also one of the top scoring defenses in the NFL. The Chiefs are riding like a weirder line of everyone else is a little more balanced. And the Chiefs aren't. But it's this is what we've asked for. We said that if you just gave them the advantage of having an okay defense, they'd be okay. And I can't get away from the fact that early in this year, as we pointed out, the two times they've gone to the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes in the four years he's been the starting quarterback, that's now the fifth, obviously, that we Mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen. Their scoring defense was top 10. It was barely 10, but it was top 10. This year, 16th, that feels close enough. The other ones, they were in the 20s, 18s, 19s, 20s. I think mid-20s in the, you know, late bottom 20s in the – yeah, you know, the year that they lost to the Patriots in the AFC title game. It's that, but also, you know, Chris Jones is having a career season. We know this. We all know the stat. We've brought up time and time again, no sacks in the postseason. If you also get Chris Jones from the regular season to show up in these three playoff games, including the Super Bowl, that that that's how you also, you know what I mean? Like if Chris Jones is the Chris Jones that we've seen all year and we actually see the, the box score numbers correlate with his play as well because as much as I understand it's not always about sacks he he alters the game in other ways but man for them to get there like you feel he's you feel like he cannot go another postseason without a sack if they're winning the Super Bowl you know what I mean like I would sure. be stunned but they almost. have the MVP in a league I, I, average I defense man I, mean, I just I don't would know be stunned if you told me that the Chiefs end up winning nobody would care at this point but they if the won Chiefs, a Super Bowl without him getting one once if, but yeah Frank like, but off. Frank Clark was playoff Frank I don't think yeah. that's coming back alive suddenly although no. I think he's probably going to get a playoff sack because that is what Frank does he's top five about to be top five all time and he's been pretty healthy this year the most time he missed quick, was for his suspension. Do we all think is Chris Jones fine? Does he finally get a playoff sack this year? We don't know. Maybe it's only one game. Maybe it's two games. Maybe it's three. Does he finally get one? I think he does. I think he finally gets a playoff sack, and we can stop bringing that up. And it's it's something that's got to be so damn annoying to him. That's too right. How am I? I mean, I can't bet against it. He had fifteen and a half sacks this year. I know he had fifteen and a half sacks, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I I also assume that they will be in more postseason games than probably in those runs where Chris Jones. Wasn't getting him. And that's the, the the most concerning part is Chris Jones has played in a number of games. This is not like Chris Jones played in four games. He hadn't gotten a sack. Weird. No, he's. It is kind of weird, though. It really he's is. He's played in a lot. Dude, he's, he's, he's played in a lot of games. Got to bring down the quarterback. 
he can alter the game in other ways. But yeah, this 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 is a postseason. Nine of his sacks are in the fourth quarter. Paid. You're about I'll to take to, it in there specifically. About to get great. paid in a big way this offseason, potentially from the Chiefs. And if you want to stay in Kansas City as well, for sure. Like if you want to cement it, Cody, to where I don't think you'll have a choice if you're the Chiefs uh, to not keep him. Uh, if Chris Jones is as dominant in the, as he was in the regular season and he wins you playoff games, uh, then I don't know how on earth you let, the, you, you let him walk at that point. Like he will have the strongest case and leverage that you'll ever have if he helps you win a Super Bowl by getting the big sack in the title game, the big sack in the Super Bowl. All that uh, makes you it very need difficult that to, to be, walk. Yeah, I think if you're going to pay him $30 million a year, you kind of need him to show it in the playoffs. Do it in the playoffs. If you're going to pay someone $30 million a year, they kind of do have to be. So what happens if it is a quiet playoff run from him and they get bounced fairly early? I think it makes it. Let's say, let's say he gets uh, one sack Mm -hmm. and they lose in the AFC championship game. One sack in two games. They don't win a Super Bowl. They don't go to the Super Bowl. Does it re, does it make you rethink? So I'm not saying I think this is going to happen. I just want to put it through there. Yeah. I still think it's more likely that he's back no matter what happens. Let me be clear. Like, I still think it's very likely that he's back with the chiefs. But yeah, if he if he yet again doesn't have a huge postseason by that metric, it to me makes it a little bit easier for you to tell say, hey, we're not paying the thirty mil. It's awfully tough to argue back if he has a dominant postseason and his agent and they're like, hey, we want to be paid the highest paid defensive lineman in football or interior defensive lineman in football. Awfully tough to like counter and be like, you don't deserve it. When <laughs> he he would have said, wait a second here, I just did this in the postseason. I had fifteen and a half okay. sacks. So let's do the opposite then, because they we won the Super Bowl, but no, he gets zero sacks. Well, no, because that, I think if they win the Super Bowl, they're re-signing him no matter what. Frank Clark has been Mr. Postseason, he right? Yes, he has. What if Frank Clark mm-hmm. has four sacks in two games? Walk. Yeah, he still has to be out of the equation for me. I'm not paying that Okay, so Okay, but then what are we really talking about here? If We're, if we're, we're talking about that Chris Jones potentially could be $30 million a year. Frank, or Frank, Frank Clark's Clark not getting $30 million a year. A third of his sacks in no, the regular no, 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 season. No, no, no. Both know, things still matter. No, I know that. I know that. I know that he's not getting the same sort of contract, but I'm more so trying to decipher like what it is we ultimately Thanks. care about when it comes to deciding whether or not you want a guy around. Because I want if Chris Jones is this dominant pass rusher, mm-hmm. all pro and guy in the regular season, exactly. but doesn't show up in the postseason, does it impact your willingness to give him a massive contract versus a guy who has been in large part a non factor in the regular season, but for whatever reason when the postseason rolls around he looks like one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. You can live me, with both. You, 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 my thing is just that you you can't be the highest paid position pay, player at that position, which potentially is what Chris Jones is looking at, um, and not show up in the regular season, but show up in the playoffs. Chris Jones obviously shows up in the regular season. He doesn't have the sack numbers. I want to be very clear when I mention this too. Like I don't think Chris Jones disappears in the playoffs. There's more just sack numbers. Like Chris Jones can cause havoc without getting sacks. However, he did multiple times some, against the Bengals. Right. He just didn't complete the sack. But if you're asking me like the alternative, as much as they big, you know, the best players step up in the biggest moments, I also don't I can't pay a guy thirty million a year to have an okay regular season and then show up in the playoffs. Like that doesn't work for me either. No, the it thirty million a year, you have to be there to me, the entire the Chris Jones season. thing is you can make him very rich, Nick, you can give him a bunch of money and a really nice contract. But if you're gonna give him Aaron Donald money, if he's asking to be the richest interior defensive lineman, he has to be a postseason presence. 15 half sacks is awesome, and it's definitely worth paying it. But for a team that is Super Bowl or bust every year, he has to matter in the postseason. If you're a different team, the conversation is probably different. This is the reason, the postseason reason, is why I think Frank Clark has stuck around this long in Kansas City. Ever since the Super Bowl, he's essentially a five-sack player every year. But they keep him around. 
Because sure enough, when that postseason thing ticks around, here comes Frank Clark. He's been relatively healthy this year. He's played a good majority of the year. I know he got he had a stomach issue for the game or whatever. But it's, you know, the postseason, he's made it. You can still pay Chris Jones a lot of money, but you still need him to do that. Although I still wonder if, like, honestly, with the Chiefs, I don't think they want to pay anyone to be the highest paid player at their position unless your name is Patrick Mahomes. I think that's what happened with Tyreek Hill. They were willing to give him a ton of money, but not make him the richest wide receiver in NFL history. I think they'll be willing to give Chris Jones a ton of money, but I don't think they'll be willing to make him the richest defensive lineman in NFL history. Is that how, I mean, that feel about right to you? Yeah, look, I hope we're sitting here and uh, he ends up having three or four postseason sacks, and then it's like, yeah, I mean, he deserves every single penny. Like, I hope that's the conversation we're having. Because if, if he has three or four postseason sacks, that means they won the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, one, just the sheer number of games. Because I don't think he's got four sacks. But if he's that, if he's that dominant... You're winning those games. Yeah, if you, you're winning those If he's those that dominant, games. then there's almost no way they can't lose. That's the frustrating part about Chris Jones is that when he is at when he is the that Chris Jones, they don't lose anybody because that turns them from what we were just talking about, Gold, a league average defense to a top five defense, right? When Chris Jones plays dominant, that's when they let up 12, 14 points to a team instead of 25. Like there's a clear difference between when he is at his most dominant and when he's not. You're gonna play the Whopper song again. Right? No, my you hands are not near the computer. Play. I promise. I already we, 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 was a little worried. Once, I already played it once in the last 20 minutes. That's that's. I can't do it. I can't do it every every. That's 20. the limit. Yeah, I think you can't go over once every 20 minutes. I think the real key here is the art form is playing it when nobody's expecting to hear it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like to surprise you guys. Like when you thought I was gonna play Jerome Tang sounder. Did either one of you guys see it coming? When I yeah, I didn't think you had Jerome Tang sound. We didn't roll it into the system. But you don't know that I'm not rolling an audio we, we during kinda, the show. We kind of do. <laughs> No offense, man, but kind of do. You know, rolling a bunch of just random audio in the middle of the show for no reason. Well, what if it was just like a electric soundbite? See now I'm gonna have to start, the show. See now I'm gonna start rolling an audio during the show Good. just to throw you off the scent. Do it, okay? But you're gonna have to start doing that now. Earlier, there wasn't enough evidence. Well, to there's support only the like order. there's only like 20 seconds left in the show. Get a so. clip. Play us some Jerome Tang sound. No, Play too, us something. It's too late. Play us any sound about somebody else doing so. Talk about Jerry oh Jones gosh. looking for a kicker. Anything. How about- you didn't have the scoop. That's because little John is performing at halftime on Saturday. Are you not worried about playing that sound? I just played the first little John thing that popped up in the yeah. system. Well, if you would have let it go for one yeah. more second. I stopped it. We're good. All right. Saturday, little John, Arrowhead, halftime. Worried. I had the scoop. I just didn't give it to you. Uh-huh. Or the audience. They also were mean to me when I broke the news. Oh, then you withhold information. <laughs> uh, we're back at it tomorrow. Michael Irvin, the Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl champ, going to join us. Really can't wait to, to get his insight on this game this weekend, find out how he's feeling about those Dallas Cowboys as well. Uh, also, uh, tomorrow on the show, another chance to win a couple of those playoff prize packs from our friends over and a Creed at Humphrey football. Rally House and a autographed Creed Humphrey football. Tomorrow, starting at 10 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.